Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Rick Ornelas. He's an author, professional coach, and founder of iSpark Change. And he teaches individuals to expand their social impact and spread positive change around the world. Welcome to the show, Rick. Oh, thank you so much, uh, uh, Ajay. It's a pleasure to be here. You are welcome to the show, Rick. You are welcome to India in this online form. And I'm sure not just in India, but a lot of people across the globe will benefit from what we are going to talk about. We'll talk about your awakening, your spiritual awakening, your passion for doing good, and also about your book, 12 Hours of heaven in this context we will have our discussion so my first question is to understand uh you know rick who is rick i said you are an author professional coach founder you know entrepreneur now multiple businesses you have but i'm sure there is much more to this so how would you like to describe who rick ornelas is all about well i appreciate you sharing um some of you know the the things that make up who I am, but I, I really identify just as a, as a father. Um, I identify as a, a family man. Um, I have, a, I'm a father to uh, three wonderful daughters and my wife of 27 years. And, um, and beyond that, I, I'm just an individual that is doing my part to make the world a better place that, you know, every day, I, I seek to to serve others and to and to do you know live as the best possible version of myself that I can be and and that's really what it's all about for me you know that that takes different forms sometimes it's coaching sometimes it's writing um, sometimes it's it's through business or speaking but but in in no matter what I'm doing I mean that's at the heart of it. Right, right, Rick. I want to understand your, uh, you know, perspective on things. Before that, I want to understand, you know, about your awakening so that, you know, uh, we also understand what is it that moved you, which, you know, whereas so many different things did not, uh, were not able to. So help us understand in that perspective, what was your awakening all about? What is it that you thought God wanted from you? What is it that you now want from the world? Uh, what is it that you think you know uh, you can give back to God? Well, that's a that's a, a big question, and and I'll answer it in a couple different parts, uh, Jay, if you if you don't mind. So my awakening really has two components. Okay, the, the first component is that was that what really kind of kicked me into gear. And that would have been the pandemic in, in 2020, where I had, uh, you know, we were in quarantine and, and lockdown and, and I had become very fearful and anxious of what the future, uh, what the future held. And I lost that sense of control that I, you know, that I thought I had. And it was a very uncomfortable place for me to where I, I, I as I said, I, it was kind of a dark, dark place, dark time that I went to for a short period. And then I, I wanted to, 
I realized that I was better off than a lot of individuals. And so I needed to do what I could to help others to really um, give back and serve. And so I started to, I started to volunteer. I started to help others. I, I wrote a blog about using the time as an opportunity. And then all of that reminded me of this story that had been in my head for over 20 years. And that was the story that would become my book, 12 Hours of Heaven. And the the role that it played is that, um, and this this is part of that awakening, is that the inspiration for my book was a major car accident um, that happened when um, in the year 2000, um, when my wife uh, and uh, my daughters were young, and, and my wife and daughters were in the, in a car with me, and we were driving in the rain, and I we had a major accident where I lost control of the vehicle and completely flipped the car over, and uh, all of us were completely unharmed. And in the period of reflection after that accident, that's where I decided I need to change some things. I needed to be more present with my family. I needed to be more grateful for you know everything in life, and grateful for the you know gifts that God had given me, and um, and that's where I, I the idea for this story uh, came, um, which wasn't ready at the time. I wasn't ready to write it. It wasn't ready. And so it, it, it had to marinate for 20 years. <laughs> it had to grow and I had to evolve and grow for those 20 years. So so that awakening really was two parts. It was it was one, that accident, which caused me to start focusing, changing my life. And then it was 20 years of growth and development that the pandemic really said, okay, now's the time that you need to write that. And, and in the time writing, that's where I, I realized that I needed to focus more on you know, loving and, and giving and serving others, and um, and focus more on on doing my part to change the world. And that's when I created I Spark Change, and that's when I um, started uh, really connecting with others from all over the all over the world um, to find that there are a lot of people that want to do something to improve um, improve each and other, other, you know, one another's day and, and improve the world. Right. Right. Rick. I want to understand. I like this, you know, title 12 hours of heaven. How did you come across this title and, and why only 12 hours? Why not less? Why not more? Everyone <laughs> wants heaven and heaven want, they want heaven forever. Why only restricted yourself for 12 with 12 hours? That's a great question. I, I no one's ever asked me that, uh, Jay. This is the that's the first time I've ever been asked that question, and I've done a lot of these interviews, and and um, I, I love it. So, the as I said, the inspiration for the story came after my accident. So, as I was reflecting on what had happened and why we survived and why we weren't killed, as as the report you know said, we should have either been very been witnesses. We should have either been seriously injured or killed and we didn't have a scratch. And so as I reflected on everything that had happened, I would often sit in my car and, and kind of daydream and, and reflect. And my mom had given me a little angel pin, a little gold pin of a guardian angel that she said, put this in your car. So I put it on the visor in my car and I would sit there and I would 
look at that angel pin and kind of daydream and think about what had happened and reflect. And one day I was sitting there and I'm staring up at that pin. And the idea for this story hit me like I had just watched it as a movie, like it became very clear in my head. And I was thinking, you know, my mom had said, oh, you know, a guardian angel protected you. And, and that's why you were alive and a guard, you know, an angel helped you. And so as I thought about that, the, the story, it's a fictional story um, about an angel who is sent down from heaven to earth and he finds himself trapped in an elevator with 10 strangers and they're all, none of them know each other and they're all completely different, you know, walks of life and backgrounds and everything. And they, none of them know that he's an angel and he doesn't even really know why he's there, but they're trapped in this elevator overnight from essentially sunset to sunrise, a period of 12 hours. And that's where the title comes from, Ajay, is that they're, they're trapped for 12 hours. Um, and during that time, he's able to help each of them with the biggest challenge that they're facing in their lives. And those those uh, what he teaches them become the lessons for a better world, which is the subtitle. And so it's interesting that you say everyone people want heaven all the time, right? And they, and they want and and what we what I talk about in the book is that yes, they're trapped for just a period of twelve hours, and I actually am in the process of writing a, a follow up a book, um, which the title is Twelve Hours Time on Earth, and the truth is that with them working on themselves and working on these lessons that they that they learn like love or gratitude or forgiveness that these all help to create that environment of heaven for everyone that better world for everyone um so that's why it's 12 hours that's where the where you know the title comes from and it's it's a way to um to really make things better for everybody absolutely absolutely uh, it's interesting. You see, twelve hours of heaven trapped in a in an elevator with twelve, uh, you know, ten, twelve people who have who, uh, whose lives, you know, uh, the angel tries to solve their problems. But you give it gave it a nice twist. You talked about lessons for a better world. So how did you move on from you know those ten, twelve people trapped in an elevator? Their lives change, but you look towards the you know, bigger picture. It was not easy. I, I don't know if you are a professional writer or, or do have that much of, uh, so much of experience into that. So how did you tackle this particular subject, you know? And, and what exactly uh, did you try to bring home the message? Is it, uh, I can get it from the title, Lessons for a Better World, but it's a not an easy topic to, you know, uh, develop and pass on the message because there is always this uh, danger or, or, or the risk of losing your own path while uh, dealing with such a nice story, but a, a difficult story. Help us understand about your thought process. I want to understand your thought process because you almost took it like a responsibility on, on, on yourself. Uh, like, like Noah, you know, God has given you some work, <laughs> so you take it forward. I want to get into your mind for the audience. Yeah, I, that, that's another fantastic question. And, you know, although I I don't 
you know, have any illusions that I have any sort of uh, uh, the greatness of, of, you know, some of the people from the Bible. But I, I do like the analogy because I did feel that way, but not at first. So initially I thought, hey, this is a special story and now I'm ready to write it. So I'm going to write the story. And I went about it very methodically. So I had never written a book. I'm not a professional writer. I had never written a book. I had written, you know, some articles online and things like that. But I ran it about, started very methodically. Okay, I'm going to write 500 words a day, 500 to 1,000 words a day, and just commit to that and write consistent. And, and I'll be done in maybe six months. Well, as I started writing, um, I, I found myself getting very spiritually connected with, with God and I got to a point after, you know, about a month and a half that I didn't feel as if I was the author of the story. I felt as if I was just typing and the story was just flowing, was just flowing through me because I knew that I, I, I knew the framework of the story, that idea that I had, that I had seen the movie, I, I had the framework but I didn't know how the chapters were going to go. I didn't know how, how this was all going to line out. I didn't know how I was going to tackle these, these um, lessons as you, as you describe them. And so I, I knew the lessons I wanted to impart, but I didn't really know how they fit together. But as I started writing a J, it all just came so naturally. And that's why I said, I, I, I feel like it, it didn't even come from me because it came so naturally that that the story just flowed, it connected, the, the way the characters connected and the lessons all connected. And the way that um, it could be relatable to anyone. So I've had a lot of people that since, you know, the book came out back in 2020 that have read that say, oh, I really, I really related to this character or I really related to that character. And there's, you know, as I said, there, there's a vast array of, of personalities in there that it can connect with a lot of different individuals. And I don't take credit for that. I, I, I think, I think that, that I was just trying to, to um, write from my heart and write from, you know, the guidance that I, I, I give credit to, to God for guiding me in, in my writing, because it, it wasn't the way you described it as you asked the question is that it took a lot of, of effort. And yes, I, I don't want to diminish anyone that's written a book. However, it it flowed so freely and naturally when I got to that point that I was just open to, to feeling and hearing it that I ended up writing the book in under three months. In two and a half months, I finished. I got to points where I would write 2,000 words in, in a couple hours. and And it just it just flowed out of me. And so I don't know if it's, if it was like a flow state that people, they say they get into, or I don't know if it's because I was open to, um, to, uh, letting God, you know, guide me along the way. Um, a, a friend of mine, she said that I was receiving divine downloads, that I was receiving divine downloads. And, and that, that's, that's enough of a description for me. I'm, I'm okay with, with that is that I'll take it that I just made myself open and the story flowed and, and it came together in a way that it's a um, creative story that's easy for anyone to understand and, and anyone to relate to. And I just accept that, you know, it came together as it was meant to. Right, right. As they say, God helps those who help themselves in this case, 
you were helping God himself to perhaps, you know, make the humankind remember the very message that is so much ingrained in us. Connection, empathy, humanity, all these things we have forgotten. And that is why uh, you talk about, you know, lessons for a better world. What lessons did you talk about in the book for a better world? We sometimes, you know, we, we keep on looking for heaven. Sometimes, you know, there is this saying I read several times in several several places that what if God asks you, how was heaven? Tell me when you go back to him. So sometimes we forget that this is heaven. Sometimes we start looking at heavens in, you know, different places. So help us understand how did you pass on the message? What was the message for a better world? And how do you think the idea itself that this is heaven, we are trying to make it a hell for everyone? Wow, that, um, I would say, Ajay, that for me, what it came down to was things that I had learned during those 20 years. So immediately after that accident, I wrote what I call the to-do list for every day. And this to-do list, including things like that I mentioned before, be present, um, be grateful, um, live like it's the last day of your life. Uh, Thank God for, you know, every second that you have. And those became the foundation of these lessons. Some of them were included, not all of them. And some of them were kind of changed. But as I said, I didn't know exactly. I, I, I knew hey, these are things that, that are important. And they were things that I had learned in that journey of those 20 years and things that I had learned in my life. And they're not new. They're, they're not new. There's been other books written about them. As I said, love, forgiveness gratitude, being present, um, uh, um, being present and, and treating others how you want to be treated. Th these are all things that have been around for thousands of years, right? They're, they're, they're not special to, to me. They're special in each and every one of them in their own right. And, um, and so they are the things that had helped me in my journey. And that had made improved my life over the past 20 years by focusing on the areas that um, focusing on those areas. Whenever I found that I would focus on those areas, that's when I knew that I was living as God wanted me to living, making the world a better place, making the world heaven, as, as you described it, right? Making the world more, more heavenly. And so um, I was writing from my experience and hoping that it would uh, that it would impact others as it did me. And and so you're right. I think sometimes that um, and I've seen this in my coaching and in my development as of, of myself is that sometimes we make things more complicated than they have to be. Sometimes they're just so, so simple. It's like, oh, yeah. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. That's pretty simple, right? It's pretty self-explanatory, but we make it all convoluted and, and crazy and difficult. And so that's why I said, okay, these are just going to be basic. They're going to be simple. They're things that anyone can do that we all know we should do. You know, most of the time we don't always do it, but we, we, we know we should, you know, we may hold a grudge against someone when we know we should forgive. Um, and, and so I, I kept it that way because that's what it helped me. And that's what I felt would be simple for anyone to do, that it could impact their life in a positive way as it had for me. 
right rick right while you were writing this book for around 3 months or so so what what how did your family look at it at this because uh, obviously they know but they must be looking at it as being part of it but also observing you from a little bit of distance how did they uh, see all this you know all these changes or all this good work or you know very busy life of yours how did they experience it in their own way well at at first they you know they just accepted said oh, okay this is great you're going to write something and then it, it it was a little challenge during that time just because we were trying to spend more time as a family during you know quarantine and lockdown and everything and i would come and lock myself in the office for hours and, and just start writing so that then it became a little difficult afterwards um as i completed i think and i and i did more writing and talked about it and was more open to sharing what i the experience that i was going through that's where i think that they saw the bigger impact that it had, had on me because I, I i felt the writing i was the one who was impacted the most i was the one who benefited the most by going through that journey of writing the book and then you know my wife and, and my daughters and my family it really did help to improve our relationships. It helped to you know draw us closer um, because not so much because of the actual book, because I was working on living what I was writing about. I was working on being more present, being more um, grateful, loving, forgiving. Of serving others, I was focused on um, doing the things that that I had written about, and therefore I was becoming a better person. And if one person is really working to be better, then it's going to have an impact on those around them. And so I I, I think that's the biggest way that it impacted them. At first, I, I think you know, especially some of my kids, they didn't really understand, and, and they they you know didn't see the impact on me, and you know that didn't come till later. Um, it, it eventually, I, I think they've all seen that it has made some changes, and I think it's positively impacted all of us. Right, right, Rick. Now you are writing another book, Twelve Hours of Heaven time on earth what was the message that was left in the earlier one and did you at that point in time think of another book or it just came later on that you know there is something more to be told so i i didn't i, I originally when i started writing i thought i was going to complete everything in the one story and then as i said the writing i, I it just started flowing and then when i finished the story has a, a, a good end and a, and a good um, finish to it. And it also leaves the mind thinking, oh, is there something more, right? Is there something more? And so it wasn't, it was during my writing time that I was actually in a yoga, I was actually in a yoga class. Uh, it was in the middle, towards the, the end, maybe Shavasana or something at the end of the class, but it was, it was a, a quiet time in the class. And that's where the idea for the second book came. And actually, um, five other five other books <laughs> in in that series in the series that you know hopefully I 
uh, God willing, I'll be able to, to write those in my lifetime. And, and all those ideas came that one day in a, in a yoga class during my, during my writing. So I didn't know necessarily that there would be multiple books and, and we'll see what, what God has planned. I did know as I started getting towards the end of the, of um, the original book that there's more to share. There's more to learn. And that's where uh, time on earth comes into play is that it's that, that next chapter, if you will, of, of, what happens in the lives of these of these individuals absolutely absolutely so there is a plan for several books now so you know uh which is good you see there is this uh if you look at it from a you were in ashtavasana if you call it and that is almost a practicing of you know relaxation in the in almost like a dead state but that's that's the yoga part of it if i am correct and then your mind is in a different state. Your body is in a different state. If you feel you can almost be out of your body and you can, you know, connect with the almighty or the universe, maybe in that state, it was God's way of giving you many more ideas. And through that, many more, you know, uh, many more different understanding about that, this, uh, this heaven on earth itself, you know, about this. So uh, when is this new book coming in for us? Well, that's a million dollar question because I, I started writing it last year and I didn't go as methodically as the first time because I wasn't I wasn't in quarantine where I have every day free and everything. So it, it's taken a lot longer. I'm probably about a a, a quarter of the way uh, through, maybe a third of the way through. Um, and the the biggest challenge for me is that I, I've as an entrepreneur, as, as someone that does many things, I, I opened a, a business a, a few months ago and, and is that I've doing so many things that I haven't focused on the writing as much as I would like. So it, it's been on, you know, transparency. I haven't written in over a month. It, it's, it's not that everyday, everyday writing. And one of my commitments for next year is to write consistently so I can, you know, so I can get it finished uh, quickly and it doesn't drag on. Because like I said, I, I started it last year and it's already been, it's already been, you know, over a year of time um, that I haven't finished. So I don't want it to drag on. I, I, I will finish it uh, in, uh, in 2024. Right, right, Rick. Uh, you have seen so much in your life, uh, that accident, you know, near-death experience, family tragedies, death, and then the message of, you know, the awakening, the message of God, you can say, uh, getting book ideas in Shavasana, uh, all these things all remind you, even your books, Heaven on Earth, Time on Earth, you know, do you sometimes think that, you know, because writing and living that Part can sometimes you know make you feel you are very young a long way to go and there is so much spirituality you talk about the reality of life you can talk about you it is the time on earth that we have a limited time on earth how do you then see your life in that direction somebody who has seen everything from such close and now telling the world that there is so much to do sometimes do you do you feel that there is much more to do then our uh, lives actually allow it. How do you lo look at your life now going forward? Uh, 
I I think, Jay, that um, I I used to think that I used to be someone that was always so busy, and I still fight that to this day. Is that oh, I always have to be doing something. I always have to be doing something. I always have to you know more and more and more right, complete more things, reach more goals, just accomplish whatever I can, and and stay busy, 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 busy. And what I realized in in that time a few years ago was that it, it's not about being busy at all. It's about being present and, and really enjoying and savoring each moment uh, because time is the most valuable resource that we have. And, and the older I get, and I appreciate you saying young, I, I'm, I'm 52. The, the, the older I get, the, the more I realize that, that time is, is so precious and it goes so quickly. I can't believe that this year is already at the end. But, you know, as we're recording this, you know, 2023, that it, it's it goes so fast. And so now, yes, I, I do want to live a long time and accomplish a lot of things and build iSpark change into a, a platform with a billion uh, affecting a billion people. And I have goals that I want to accomplish. I'm not doing it at the expense of missing the moment not enjoying that time with my family and um and really savoring you know those little things so um i'll just a quick example is uh I, I live in texas now near houston and uh originally from southern california and my wife and i lived on the central coast which is a beautiful area right by the ocean you have the mountains meeting the ocean every day for work when we lived there for 13 years, I would drive back and forth literally on uh, the Pacific Coast Highway with the Pacific Ocean right next to me. And I would never enjoy it. I would just be focused on, oh, I'm just going to my next place. And now when I, I uh, wake up early and I go work out early, most mornings I can see the sunrise when I'm leaving the gym. And so I will pause and I will watch you know, the sunrise, take pictures, appreciate that. And I wouldn't have never done that. I, I don't know how many sunsets I missed because they were right there next to me because I wasn't paying attention. And so, yes, I, I do want to accomplish a lot of things. Um, and, and I do think that that's part of why we're here is to, you know, to, to um, use the gifts that God has given us to, to, you know, glorify him and, and to help serve others. Um, I'm not going to do it at the expense of of missing the moment and missing those precious times with others. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's much to learn from you, learn about you, learn about your books. So what is the best way that people can connect with you? Well, uh, they can find me on, on social media, uh, Rick Ornelas on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, website is rickornelas.com. And then also I spark change the letter I and then sparkchange.com. That's where they can uh, follow us on any social media platform. We have daily inspirational content and motivational content um, that will help spread positivity and um, and then learn more about, you know, the things I'm working on or if they want to follow or speaking any of that stuff. Wonderful. With this, it's set up on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed for joining us.
Thank you very much, Ajay. It's been a pleasure.